If you just said this, right? I have to take out Harry Lang and other hundred of your candidates. I'd, I, I'd, <laughs> you said saying, that. What I'm saying is, I'd have to take out. Okay, I'll take out Conor Whelan then. Conor Whelan. I, that's it. I quit. Subscribe to the GA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. And you're very welcome along to Tuesday Nights Off the Ball. Richie McCormick here with you right through until 10pm tonight. Another busy show en route for you tonight. We'll check in with our master Rory Grugan after a tempestuous finish to their All-Ireland Championship campaign and maybe get a little bit of a preview from him as what we can expect from Galway, especially coming up in Sunday's All-Ireland Football Final. Also, as Cashel King Cormacks turn up the heat in Tipperary regarding the departure of Colin Bonner as manager and the subsequent appointment of Liam Cahill as his replacement. We'll talk their statement uh, with the son of the club, Ryan O'Dwyer, the ex-Tipperary and Dublin inter-county hurler. And we'll get updates as well a little bit later on. We'll get a review of Shamrock Rovers' Champions League trip to Bulgaria. There are 16 minutes played in that one in the uh, second qualifying round it's currently Ludogratz nil Shamrock Rovers nil Rovers only excursion really into the uh, Ludogratz box coming from Rory Gaffney a sliding challenge under which he didn't go down so scoreless it remains at the moment we'll keep you updated if anything goes on in that at all at all across the next couple of hours joining us in studio uh, for the news round as ever are Amory Donnan Amory welcome Hi, back Richie. and also welcome back to R- Ronan Mullen thank you Richie who has been off in the land of politics and current affairs and droughts and taxi problems and working on other different shows away from away from us yeah, cheating on us from is what you were doing I was just waiting on the the arriving trumpets there to greet my welcome but Pete doesn't seem to be queuing them so I'll just keep going no you don't get that um, yeah it's good to be back I know it's probably the most significant thing that's happened in the Irish sporting landscape in the last few days my return to I mean, sports airwaves but it's up there with Limerick's All-Ireland final win I mean Ireland's with them winning four you know, out of five three in a row Ireland you know, winning a series and your triumphant return to the news rounds yeah so uh, Anne-Marie's been trying to reattune me to what's going on here like so uh, you haven't really got a clue you're kind of lost as regards you've won these people who's like landed on the planet and you kind of have to explain to them yeah. what's gone on for the past like some people would come to the conclusion that the fact that Rory Grugan is on the show tonight for a feature <laughs> interview is by design somehow Richie to coincide with my return but I would say it's strictly a coincidence Your your Armagh leanings are, are definitely showing in the planning for tonight's show that's a 100% fact but like we talked about uh, Limerick winning that All-Ireland on Sunday we spoke yesterday at length uh, with the two lads about it after 9 o'clock last night you can go back and listen to the podcast of that one Shane McGrath joined us as did James O'Connor uh, but one thing that stood out after the, the celebrations was I guess how Limerick have adopted as their you know songs of triumph and this has happened I guess in really sad circumstances because the success of the Limerick hurlers coincided with the sad passing really of, of Dolores O'Riordan so they've had that influence going back to, to 2018 their first All-Ireland win of you know the Cranberries music being you know a, a marker point of every point of celebration for Limerick over the past four or five years you know it, it suddenly upped their cool quotient as if the, this band of Limerick herders really needed to have what used to be called cred kind of in, uh, increased yeah. by any stretch getting like a cranberry song as your you know as your winner it's like it's a little bit step up from the old trad numbers like you know, tip have what leave them on constantly as, as their one if they win an All-Ireland or yeah it's, it's a little bit of a step up a little bit of a, a bit of modern progress yeah the boys from County Armagh course 20 years ago which kind of struck me when I was looking at the the cent- or the anniversary teams that were being greeted on the pitch mm. and I was thinking is there more chance of Armagh having their 25 year anniversary than there is of Armagh getting back to another final and it kind of uh, 
I was kind of reaching that grim conclusion as I was watching. But to give you due credit, Richie. A few things put years on you, though, by the way, than seeing those 25-year anniversaries, walking out onto the pitch and remembering yeah. in great detail those players and their achievements. And yeah. No, as I was going to say, though, you are, of course, um, to podcast make, or to montage making what Limerick are to hurling. And the, the old Andy Lee mashup with the linger into dreams by the cranberries on the on the montage we play on this oh, yeah. show yeah 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 got me richie back in the day it did, to yeah. mark his retirement oh, so uh, God, andy you were in ahead of that you were in ahead of the game before God. limerick obviously brought a former middleweight world champion to tears that yeah. montage it's a proud moment i have to say it kind of makes you think like what other counties would have if they were to if, if like in fantastical you're you're loud man yeah uh by birth so it has to go breathless by the cores would be my shit that work you know after 70 odd minutes of sheer hell yeah. on All Ireland Final Sunday, Loud have finally ended that drought. Mm. You know, Mickey Hart has led them to glory, ending a six year term in charge with the first Sam Maguire since. Sam Adams Mulroy went. inexplicably kicking a 65 to win the game. Yeah, it's yeah. A, I can see it happening. But Breathless by the chorus, suddenly it's like, go on. I was go. thinking oh, the other go one on. I had up in the, because like it, it fits, Summer in Dublin by uh, Bagatelle. Because all, all people would automatically think Bagatelle, somewhere in Dublin, it's Dublin, not necessarily. No. Liam Riley, of course, is our proud uh, son of, of County Loud. And what a summer it would be, Richie, if we uh, trounced Mead in the All Ireland final. You know? No need to say that. There's no need to go there. And now the fact that we, the fact that we're retroactively awarding scores to teams, maybe we can chalk off that Joe Sheridan goal. That and, Joe uh, Sheridan goal was fine. Yeah, absolutely. Somewhere fine. in Dublin has been used for one of Dublin's wins, hasn't it? Well, that's outrageous. 2018, Can't the win that. over Tyrone. I'm pretty sure. Well, what it are you was. taking then? Is like, because are you taking the song? Is the, like, if the song is about your county, like if Galway Girl by Steve Earle, or who's you know not from Galway, uh, as we <laughs> might that? know, not amazingly, uh, and Mundy, who's a, a proud son of Burr, County Offaly. Like, I was in Crow Park before for a Galway win, and the Ed Sheeran version of Galway oh. Girl. Come on, it did what now? Yeah. I often wonder who's in charge of the CD player in Crow Park. <laughs> it was a nice moment actually on Sunday when um, it was after Declan Hannon's speech and they were like going through passing on the Liam McCarthy teach the players and whoever was in charge of the music decided to play uh, Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen mm. which you know, for those you know, who might be Springsteen fans would know it's not necessarily about the current uh, Glory Days it's about people revelling in past glories and leaning on them a little bit too heavily which is something that Limerick certainly aren't doing so a bit, bit in the ironic maybe that was meant for the Kilkenny people that were still left there watching the trophy celebrations uh, like Cork could have could bring themselves up to date they could have something like by the Frank and Walters after all that'd be a great one mm-hmm. get everybody going yeah. you know some Roisin Murphy if Wicklow ever managed to Absolutely. bridge a gap at all at uh, inter-county level maybe the Talton Cup has offered these counties that kind of opportunity to, to do that they don't even necessarily have to win in All-Ireland um, some counties have it better than others it has to be said I was trying to come up with a leash uh, connection <laughs> as regards music I'll be honest, <clears throat> I couldn't find one. There's like the musicians are. I was like, okay, uh, n- n- no, not Seriously? for me. Leash is very, very, yeah. Longford now, you're away in a hack because instantly you have Declan and Ernie. And if you like Longford win a trophy at Crow Park and all, all of a sudden out of nowhere you hear, dur, 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 stop the world <laughs> and let me off. Yeah, people be loving that. Yeah. Carlo as well. Who do you think Carlo could call upon? Carlo's is good, by the way. Amory? I haven't a clue. <clears throat> Mick in the box was absolutely off the charts quick with that one. Richie Cavanagh is the man oh, wow. who could uh, mark like, Carlo's success at Croker. The only one I have that's absolutely ironclad is Joe Dolan for Westmead. <sighs> yes. But I, what song? The oh. Westmead Bachelor. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, it would have to be. Whitewash Gable. Good looking woman. 
I'd say good-looking woman. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense, but it's the one everyone. What, what would you expect if Galway win on on Sunday? Well, when the hurlers won in 2017, God, they played cheers. the West Awake. Right. Which okay. Isn't yeah. even necessarily a Galway song. Now Mayo can kind of. Yeah. Well, that's the thing we're saying about other counties robbing acts that aren't necessarily theirs. Like, well, Mayo don't have to worry about it anytime soon. Yeah, since, we don't so need to worry true. about it. But that. like, any time they won, remember they won uh, the league title. They got the green where Mayo played. It was it 2019. No, for me, it's the Saw Doctors for Galway, obviously. And 17? 17, yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Tume is the home of Galway football, so it makes sense. Yeah. If anybody wants to update their particular county, by all means, let us know. 53106. I wonder if Galway number. were to win, would the Saw Doctors do the homecoming? Oh, that'd be so They did show, in 98. It? It's you? the only time I've seen the Saw Doctors. Hey, rap. You know, that's what you want to win just once. Yeah. Fantastic. There's so many songs that, that oh, the Saw Doctors. So many. Obviously, Maroon and White is, is what they'd. Uh, Emotionally, bring the players out to Shirley Sugar. Uh, the, the Sugar Babes cover uh, about you now. About you now. That's what you'd have to go Downtown. with. Downtown. Oh, you're going to suggest the Sugar Babes from one of the counties. <laughs> well, I was uh, like, what county is the Sugar Babes like, representing? London. Should they ever go so far? Isn't one of the girls is from Kerry or has Kerry connections? Siobhan no. Donahue. Yeah. Really? From the original lineup. I think from so, the yeah. OG lineup of the, the Sugar Babes. The actual, the current existing lineup. Who performed? I didn't know Richie. You probably knew this, but so. <laughs> There's been so many iterations of that band. People so are going to be angry if we're talking about Sugar Babes and not, you know, Rovers. Any, it's still nil all. There you go. No, that's nothing. There you go. 24 that, minutes. That OG lineup, which is back in situ at the moment. Siobhan, Mutya. Yeah. Isha. <laughs> yeah, but has like... All the big names. There was a point where none of the original members were in the band and they were still called Sugar Babes. It got to uh, that point. It was Heidi, Amel and... Oh, God. The other one escapes me. But there was three there, certainly. So, weren't necessarily Sugar Babes. So what, at what point does the Sugar Babes stop being Sugar Babes? Yeah, but the Sugar Babes just supported Westlife and the whole thing was... The whole selling point was they're back together the original lineup. But they've been performing together for the last 10 years, but it was a whole legal battle to get the rights of the name back. So they have actually been performing under a different name. What constitutes a Sugar Babe? Yeah, but I'm just thinking like... They've had a second comeback, even though they they never really went away. We've had a text in. We've had, uh, the Cranberries stuff is incredible. All uh, of the other songs basically sound the same. Uh, Rose of Moon Coin, Banks of My Own Lovely Lee, Schleave them on. Same song, says this one anonymous texter. Cranberries? Uh, no, but they're talking about the you know general old school okay, kind gotcha, of you know gotcha. yeah. And another texter said John McDonough sang "The West's Awake" in 1980 after Joe Connolly's famous speech will always uh, be their song okay, after that, which yeah, is a fair yeah. point. That it is, is a fair, fair point. point. Yeah. But if anybody else wants to modernise their, I have a list of, of of artists associated with counties. We can go through them if they want their particular county to be updated. Don't let the fact that your county has been unsuccessful in recent years hold you back. Dream big. Dream of the Talton Cup. Dream of the Christie Ring. This could happen for you. Nicky Rockard. It's all there for you. There's so many opportunities to to kind of get ahead and update your song should you be a county who's in need of success at Crow Park. Um, Rovers have just gone 1-0 down away to Ludogorets. This goal has been coming in essence. Uh, Ludogorets have been piling on the pressure since minute one uh, over in Drasgad this evening. So it is Ludogorets 1, Shamrock Rovers 0 in that Champions League second qualifying round, first leg in Bulgaria. But we will start the news round, which is uh, all with thanks to Gillette for an effortless finish to your day. Anne-Marie, I guess we will start with uh, an update on that particular goal. Yeah, Shamrock Rovers in Champions League qualifying action this evening. They're in Bulgaria taking on Ludogorets in the first leg of their second round tie. And as you say, they trail one goal to nil, 25 minutes on the clock there. Ludogorets have competed in the group stages of the Champions League or the Europa League every year since 2013. So Rovers really up against it here. So one nil, 26 minutes gone. 
I do love at this stage of the competition we still get the host broadcaster's graphics for the, you know we don't get the standard Champions League graphics top left for the score this one looks like it's for a, some kind of hardware concern it's like black <laughs> and red and grey looks a bit blocky they've gone really really ultra male here so yeah Ludogratz won Shamrock Rovers nil uh, latest score there uh, possibly uh, Andy Lyons starting on the, the left hand side of I guess the, the wide five in midfield for Rovers tonight Rowan it looks like he is part of the drain to English football this summer um, it seems like this is a, a, a summer like never before in terms of players heading over and I guess pitching up in the third tier of English football Yeah and uh, less a direct um, transfer in that regard obviously but Jamie McGrath who'd been doing great stuff with St Mirren in, in the Scottish League mm. like was pegged and had a, a brilliant performance against Portugal which I believe was his, definitely his competitive debut for Ireland um, in the away leg of that uh, group but we're kind of pegged for a championship move or you're kind of hoping for the best from him in that regard but he ended up in, in league one as well and the the knock on that in previous years was that it was quite an agricultural league like the whole cliche of it doesn't suit ball players and that kind of thing yeah but the, the caliber of player or the the type of player that's going over there at the moment you kind of hope they'll flourish but um it doesn't seem like the automatic thing that it like it should be of players who are flourishing in this league should by you would think in theory would pitch up at a possibly higher level. Yeah, the the thing about it is like some, Steve O'Hart in the office points this out around the championship isn't like one of the top ten most uh, moneyed leagues, like richest mm. leagues in Europe, like the championship in England, which is just like insane. So, but then kind of like, figure a step down from that isn't necessarily going to be uh, a massive like, uh, drop down as we might consider from it being League of Ireland football to League One. And some of our most prosperous players in the last campaign or in the last raft of games, at least our League One players. So it's it, it's more of like the best fit for what Stephen Kenny's trying to achieve. But from a League of Ireland point of view, it, it is, you'd like to think we could get to a point where this league is still more attractive than the, the third tier of, of English football. But I guess it's it's all going to come down to uh, to money at that stage. Pura Satiriu is the man who scored that goal for Ludogorets, the Cyprus International. So 1-0 to them, 28 minutes played in Bulgaria. This news slightly surprising for people who may have uh, been up early watching Ireland, New Zealand on Saturday morning, Emery. Yeah, Ireland prop Andrew Porter escaped any further punishment today after his yellow card against New Zealand at the weekend. His hearing relating to his high tackle on Brody Retallick on Saturday took place today and ruled that referee Wayne Barnes's decision at the time was correct. Manny felt that he was likely to face a ban after being cited yesterday. Seems like he was a lucky boy all the way around in this one. <laughs> yeah. Lucky on Saturday, lucky today to, to, to get away with it, but can't really argue with the, the disciplinary process. They know what they're doing. <laughs> I was watching the New Zealand broadcast on Saturday and, you know, Justin Marsh is quite even-handed, I think. Yeah. Like he gets equally excited for a try going against the All Blacks. As I was watching sport. the highlights back again there, dude. Like they re- they're really even-handed. Yeah. They just appreciate good play for if, you know, no matter who's involved. But in this instance, there was just, they were incredulous. Uh, the three-man booth were like, well, how is that not a red card? And I think was it a, it was an absorbing... Absorbing tackle, not a... Yeah, you know. and they were like, that's the first time we've ever heard that term. And I can see the logic of it from an arbitrary point of view where you're thinking, like, Porter is not, like, initiating the contact in the sense that he's not trusting himself into the, the oncoming player, but he's got himself framed as such that he's inviting contact and there's nothing... Whatever uh, Barnes's interpretation of it was to give him a yellow card, there's nothing in the rules to corroborate that. So I don't know how they've landed at this. It probably is something that once they come through this process that it would serve 
everybody well for them to have a little bit more definition around the tackle and the wording as regards what would constitute a red in this instance and maybe factoring in Wayne Barnes adjudication of the absorbing tackle not a you know antagonistic one etc like, etc in in isolation obviously a 10 minute loss for a player in any game at any point is huge but mm. at that particular juncture of the game New Zealand were so on top and you you got the impression that if he had been gone for the rest of the game Ireland would never have arrested that turning tide so it was huge and it probably decided the game in many ways yeah a few texts in 5306 talking about the uh, the updated county songs uh, Aaron in Burr uh, another proud Burr man Burr is the, the, the order of the evening uh, this evening just wait until awfully when they're next all Ireland in this new calendar uh, Monday's July belting round Crow Park that's got that's a winner all round I was going to go with Mexico but July scenes are in all Ireland final season now in July that's genius that's, yeah. that works out well well thank you for that Aaron and Burr uh, John and Kerry says Kerry need to update the Rose of Tralee it's cat I had Christy Hennessy down which is maybe you know it's a, it's a continuation of the traditional kind of uh, you know line of uh, operation here John and Kerry's suggestion was uh, Storm by Fourth Dimension <laughs> bit of old school 90s dance making its way into the Crow Park speakers and why not uh, for Dunny Gall uh, our own Stephen Don has been on to say uh, Bullfrog Blues by Rory Gallagher Rory Gallagher is a good chair for Dunny Gall what I mean, did Dunny Gall play I wonder. married from Dunlow ah come on what are you going to have? Mary from Dunlow? I'm not saying that's what they should have. Gallagher. I'm saying that's is, is that what they, what they played? played. I think so. Well, Mary from Dunlow or Rory Gallagher? Great. Who wins here? You know, fight through one of I'm pretty sure that was it. That's hills of Donegal. Las Vegas in the hills of Donegal. Ah, was yeah. it Goatstone Shave? Yeah, Goatstone Shave. That was played after, but the song at full time, I'm pretty sure, was Mary from Dunlow. It's hardly like a, come on, let's get up everybody and have a bit of a Jack Palance here. It's not the same. Uh, somebody's suggesting chasing cars for down. I was going to suggest something by Ash. Down. Ash, not Armagh. Are they? I think they are. Oh, Christ, I got that wrong then. Uh, hi, lads. You might be like, listen, you're the music aficionado here. I thought they were Armagh. Who did you have for Monaghan? Who did we have for Monaghan? He, he surveys his Big list Tom? Here. Yeah, it has to be Big has Tom. It has to be Big Tom. It absolutely has to be Big Tom. Four Country Roads. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? We should, pl- we should just blast these the last half hour of the show I want to see all these happen now. <laughs> they have, like, well, all, have to ha- all that has to happen for this to happen is for the counties to be successful in Crow Park Amory as well, you know. Um, this next guy has really forged out uh, an exceptional coaching career for himself and I would presume it's, you know, at some stage the FAI are going to pick up the phone with some really brave admissions from, uh, from Stephen Reid today, Amory. Yeah, former Republic of Ireland international Stephen Reid has revealed that he experienced panic attacks while playing in the Premier League. Reid left his assistant manager post at Nottingham Forest this month to become a specialist coach helping players deal with mental health health issues. The midfielder was capped 23 times for Ireland during his career and made almost 200 appearances with Blackburn Rovers and West Brom in England's top flight. In an interview with Sky Sports News today, Reid has explained how much he has struggled at times really tough you know you're talking about real severe anxiety stress you know panic attacks I can remember you know heading out to my car off to go to a Premier League game to play to start the game having a panic attack having to go back inside and calm myself down I've had one on the pitch on a couple of on a couple of occasions I've experienced that that on the pitch and it's a real tough moment that you know, it's a real tough moment to deal with, to manage. You, you find the tools and you speak to the right people to get through those moments, but it doesn't really get much, much tougher than that in a Premier League game to be experiencing those emotions on top of the actual performance of 
dealing with a Premier League game anyway, let alone the emotional side of it. Ludogratz have just gone 2-0 up uh, in Bulgaria. So Ludogratz 2, Shamrock Rovers 0. There's 11 minutes to go to halftime there. A difficult task for Shamrock Rovers getting infinitely more so as they approach the break. But incredibly brave stuff from Stephen Reid considering that he is working with Premier League footballers again now, Ronan. Mm. Uh, like, to have somebody with that awareness of their own situation and to help out younger players and the age profile of, of Nottingham Forest as we saw last year under Steve Cooper is still pretty young to have somebody like that with that experience and with that level of understanding of what they're going through is, is fantastic. Yeah, and the general resolve that he had to exhibit through his whole career, and that's obviously one only one strand of it, but like quite shabbily treated under the Trapattoni regime where Trapattoni was all but insinuating like his days were done and he went on to have another couple of great years in the Premier League as a as a stalwart in that regard and always been hugely impressive anytime he's been on the show, to your point on the coaching side of things, like the impact he's clearly had by on all these different teams and the fact that he keeps going up the rungs in that regard and to to proffer this kind of stuff when like it's, it's less the fact that he's already been there but this is more for the next generation and the fact that they have someone of his ilk to be able to lean on I think it's a great thing yeah the CV that he's built up in terms of coaching not necessarily just the names of the teams that he's ma- or has coached that in the past five six years Everywhere he's gone, he seems to be really highly yeah. thought of from where he's been. Crystal Palace, I know, spoke really highly of him when he was there. The players uh, thought the world of him. I know he made quite an impression with Scotland uh, when he worked with them too. And now to see the work that he's done with Nottingham Forest, I don't think it's a coincidence that they've gone up while he's been there to kind of help them out over the course of the last 12 months or so. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the next couple of steps that Stephen Reid's career takes. And certainly, yeah, we admire his bravery there uh, for speaking out today. We alluded to uh, this story a little bit earlier on, Anne-Marie, but more depressing news uh, for Bohemians and indeed the League of Ireland, Stephen. Yeah, forward Promise Omasheri looks to be on the way to League One's Fleetwood Town. A deal is expected to be completed in the next 24 hours or so. The 21-year-old made his debut for Bose's senior team back in 2018 and he has since scored 11 times in 54 appearances. The Gypsies also lost Dawson Devoy to MK Dons just last week. Elsewhere in the transfer market, Tottenham have completed the signing of Jed Spence from Middlesbrough for an initial fee of £12.5 million sterling. The right-back, who won promotion to the Premier League while on loan at Nottingham Forest last season, joined Spurs on a contract until 2027, and that's their sixth addition this summer. Spurs have done incredible business so far this summer, haven't they, Ron? Yeah, and like the six pence, all that kind of stuff. We we made that guy, Gary Ritchie. And <laughs> Jed Spence, none the richer. Yeah, Spurs did actually. Uh, I think the release video was just a six-tenths spoof in the end. Because it works in two levels because it's their sixth signing of the summer. Yeah. And but yeah, it's it's an endorsement of what Antonio Conte has brought to things that they've, the players that have come in are very much in keeping with the profile of player he would have purchased over the years. The only unfortunate thing about this one and to what extent Spence is expected to slot straight in as first choice is that Matt Doherty yeah. had finished the season quite strongly up until that injury and seemed to have surpassed Emerson Royal in the pecking order. So you'd like to think of Doherty, even though he, he's only kind of making his way back now, can he re-establish himself in time to maybe make an impression and start this next campaign? From what I have seen, uh, Emerson Royal is somebody who they're possibly scouting for interest for. He's not very good. <laughs> there you go. He's not very good. They've, they've clearly put faith in Spence. Um, they think, obviously, the way forward, his age profile would, would back that up. And Matt Doherty's would suggest that the two of those would work in tandem. You know, some playing cup games, maybe, mm. some playing some league games. And, well, yeah, like uh, elsewhere in, in their business, like Basuma and Richarlison's a great signing in, like, it wasn't a position of need, 
but has now become a position of strength where they've got so many options in that part of the pitch and Perisic is a top player as well so uh, you'd have to make them firm favourites to be rounding out that top four Christian Romero is obviously there a hangover from last year Bentancur was a, seemingly a really good signing um, uh, Kulisevsky as well already there in situ not to mention uh, two lads up front and by the names of Harry Kane and Hume mm. Son it's certainly testament to the faith that Spurs now have in Antonio Conte and uh, they've backed him big style so far I would imagine probably their last signing um, this summer we'll see but by God they're strong uh, we'll hopefully look a little bit more into Tottenham's activity and indeed that of Arsenal in the transfer market shortly uh, where are we going to next to Amory? Um, a man has been given a three-year ban from attending football matches in the UK. That's after making a Nazi gesture towards Tottenham fans. Newcastle supporter Shay Asher pleaded guilty to a charge of racially aggravated harassment during their Premier League game at St James's Park last October. The 24-year-old was also given a £200 fine when he admitted the offence in April. And... Uh this is a bit of a, a foul up. It's gotten probably more attention than I guess it maybe deserves, but <laughs> it doesn't. Nobody comes out of it well, I don't think. No, the GAA today issued an apology to Clare GAA following an error in the All Ireland final match day program at the weekend. The Banner County's four All Ireland hurling victories were missing from the role of honour in Sunday's program. A brief apology statement on the GAA's website today said it was due to an error in the editing process. Yeah, that's uh, hopefully we can all move on from that one. A few more texts on the uh, updating county songs. No brainer for the dubs. See, Dublin has no brainer for the dubs. There's been a million choices well, for the that's dubs. That's the thing. Like I, I literally left that open because it went. There's so many from Dublin that you could choose from. Fontaines DC. If you want to go ultra modern, yes, absolutely, you can do that. Uh, this one texter says no brainer for the dubs. Fair city theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> but see, they've had so many goes at it now, like. Uh, were they switching it up year on year? I think they were, weren't they, Emery? Yeah, they definitely played Molly Malone in 16 because, you know, there's the really iconic Midwest radio commentary towards yeah, yeah. the yeah. end. Yeah, that was 16. I remember the Owl Triangle one of the years. And I just specifically in 18 when they beat Tyrone remember Summer in Dublin because I was like, this is bizarre. At least they switched it up. I like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You'd like a bit of a mix. They like, yeah, they've mixed. Well, they had to. Yeah, it was getting so, boring, so I suppose. Nice to have that option. Uh, G Unit. I, I'm not sure if it's the actual hip hop collective or it's somebody just going Where are they from? Name. Uh, they wanted to point out that Asher from Down Patrick in Down, <sighs> not Armagh. Oof. I'll take your apology in cake, uh, my young man. Uh, Owen, and also Cullum has been on to us uh, saying for Cork, anytime they're successful, it should be Where's Me Jumper by the Sultans of Ping FC. <laughs> Which is, you know, swapping jerseys at the end of the match as well kind of works in several levels. When you said G-Unit there, I was waiting for you to tell me that there was some connection to Arklow or <laughs> Connemara or something. I was like waiting for the connection, but that's fine. <laughs> He's going to play Purple Hills <laughs> at the end of the year. Uh, oh, probably best to move on from that one. 